Thank you, Lord. While you're standing, let's just pray. Just open up in prayer for, to receive the word. Father, we just thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you for the privilege that we still have and the freedom to gather in your name. Thank you that you are going to protect America so the gospel can continue to go out into other nations and the freedom. Thank you for the freedom that we have to listen to the word to be taught the word so our faith can increase, that we can gather together as a body to worship, to worship who you are, and to come before your holy throne in your presence. I pray that you would open our hearts, that we would open our hearts. And I ask you, Father, for the Holy Spirit, the teacher, to teach us today, this morning, what your word Jesus, who came in the flesh, wants to impart to us that will ignite us and help us and add to what you've already have inscribed and penned down inside of us that has transformed us, that there be continuation of it today. I thank you, Lord, for the precious ones that are here, that you would anoint every one of our ears to hear what the Holy Spirit hears from Jesus, the head of the church, who listens to you, Father, wants to speak to us today in Jesus' name. I pray that we will take hold of it and run with it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I should have gotten my, but I can't do it, huh? Huh? Yeah. Because I'm going to be flipping through things, and having two hands might be better than one. So anyway, I want to start off um, sharing with you guys what the message is that God put in my heart. And I'm not, I pray that I'm not real long with it. I pray that I will just give what the Holy Spirit wants me to give, and that's it. But who knows what that is? You know, we got to learn to quit when the Holy Ghost quits. Amen? Amen. And sometimes he doesn't want to quit, but we want to quit, you know? But I believe we're going to say just what God wants us to say today. Um, Hallelujah. 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 You know, I miss uh, Albert's voice. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Yeah. Hallelujah! 
I love it. I absolutely come undone. Can I? All right, you guys got to time out here with me. Okay. Can you hear me? You can hear me? Okay, I I can't hear myself. Um, I am having a hard time hearing. I hear myself talk inside. So we're pushing through this, and my ears are going to pop open in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And... Um, I'm sitting, but I'll get up and I'll move around. Okay. So this is what happened, guys. Last, when we were at the, um, Holy Ghost forums up in, uh, New Hampshire, hon. Okay. When we were up there, the last, the last one we did, because we did one that was like uh, a month before that. After it was all over, um, they usually have like lunch after they're done up there and everybody gets together and we just sit and talk and talk about the meetings and that's what they do. They don't talk about other stuff. They, they all talk about what God is doing. They talk about what was being said through the forums. And anyway, um, this young Mother approached me, and she said to me, I was still at the table, I was packing up my books, and she approached me, and she said this to me. She said, or she asked me a question. She said, um, she said, Carol, I felt to come up and share a dream that I had, and I don't fully understand it, and I thought I feel that maybe God will give you some insight concerning it. Sometimes people approach me with it, and I'll be honest, I don't have any insight. So I'm not going to try to make something up that I, I don't have insight. If I ask them what they saw concerning that dream or vision, they start telling me, and I said, there it is. Well, you're, you know, I can't give you any more, you know. Um, but she started to tell me this, this is her dream. She has, was it three or four children, hon? I think it was four children and she's Asian Indian and her husband was, is American here. I don't know if she's American now. I believe she is. Um, in fact, she spoke, so she might've been born here. Okay. But she's from an Asian Indian descent, okay? And she said this to me. She said, I was um, in my dream. She said, I was in a park, a playground, 
with my children. And they were on the swings and the sliding board and whatever's in the park. They were around all of that. And they were playing. They were having fun. And she said, and I kind of was off in the distance a little bit, just observing them and watching them and enjoying watching them have fun. And, I, and she said, but then all of a sudden, sudden, I saw a lioness. And this lioness was off to the side. And when she started to tell me, I was in her dream. I could see it. And, and the lioness was off to the side, off to the side here. And it was just kind of walking around and looking over at the children and walking back and then looking at the children. And she was watching the lioness. And the lioness didn't look like it was going to harm. She said she had that sensing. It wasn't going to harm her children. And she said the lioness looked like it was even smiling at watching the children play. And so she kind of, the lioness came up and started to approach the children and then would back up like this. And she said, I just felt to walk up because she wasn't sure about this lioness. And she said, I felt to walk up, and she turned around to face the lioness. And the lioness walked over and was just looking at her and then backing up. And this was a very vivid, vivid dream that she had. And she could tell you the color of the lioness. And, but here in all of it, she didn't sense danger. And that, that baffled her. She didn't understand it. She didn't know if it was danger coming towards her ch- children or what. And I looked at her and she said, I don't understand this dream. And I said, two words just came to me. Boldness, say boldness, Boldness. and courage. courage. Boldness and courage. I said, that lion represents what's in you. That lioness represents what's in you. You didn't feel like it was an endangered species going to attack your child. But God is trying to speak something to you and get something over to you for you to be bold. I said, you have been intimidated in your boldness. And she looked at me and she said, I have been praying about it. And courage, to take courage, say courage. Courage. Listen, you guys can say amen back if you feel like you're falling asleep, okay? Preach back to keep yourself stirred, all right? I can't jump around a whole lot today, guys. I just can't do that, you know? So you're going to have to preach. I love preaching back to me. Do you know what preaching back says? 
I'm getting it. I love what you're teaching us. Gift of the Holy Spirit. That's what's in the ministry. Fivefold ministry. It's a gift to equip you. And when you say amen back and respond, you're saying, I appreciate the gift, Holy Spirit, that you're giving me and teaching me. I'm alert. And I don't think if Jesus was here, well, I don't know. But when you get to heaven, there's no sleep or slumber up there. Amen? None whatsoever. Even though there was still that flesh, but it's crucified in Christ. Amen? So I spent some time with her, and I just was talking to her about some things, and she was sharing some things with me. And, spe- and I just felt to spend a little bit of time with them when everybody was over there. And we're the ones we gave out and gave out and gave out. And I'm looking and they're all eating, you know. And I'm thinking, and this happens to us all the time, you and me. Six hours and we got six hours ahead of us to get in the car and drive back. And I just thought, no, this is important. Very important to talk to her. And... When we were coming home, I shared with my husband about what we talked about. And I heard the Lord say to me, and this is your Mother's Day message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is your Mother's Day message. On the lioness. But it's not just, listen, I'm going to tell you something. It's not just for women, mothers. It's for the body of Christ. It's for the absolute body of Christ. Amen? Because you know this, that we are part of the tribe of the Lion of Judah. Amen? We are the bride of Christ if you are a believer. Amen? Amen. Men and female. We are the bride and there's going to be a marriage feast one day, right? So that makes us all lioness. And you got to separate the female and the male thing. Because there's so many different characteristics of the lion and the lioness and different things. And if you watch... And if you dig it and start studying about it, you'll see how proud the lioness is to walk next to the lion. How proud she is to strut next to him. How proud I am to walk next to my Jesus. How proud you should be to walk next to your Jesus. And never be ashamed of him. Never, ever, 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 ever. Never hold back your extravagant love for him. Never hold back. And when he hears the love, boy, there's something about his mane. There's something that fluffs. The head turns. Because he's proud to walk with his bride. His lioness. 
Amen? I want to read this to you. And I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're going to turn to the scriptures because I have this type, but I do want you to write it down. So if you have a pen, if you didn't bring your notebooks, please bring your notebooks, okay? But if you have your pen, if you can write it on the announcement or in your Bible, uh, whatever, all right? Um, I actually have two things, so I'm going to be, me, I'm kind of scattershot, you know. I go with the Holy Ghost, but I do have some things. So, this is so cool. When I came home and I started to dig into it a little bit, I went into um, just on Google search because I thought, I got to do some, I got to do some digging. And I wanted to see if there was any books or anything on the lioness. So, I went to Google. I didn't really... Oh, yeah. What popped up was Lisa Bevere, Lioness Arising. Don't worry, girls. I have a book for you. Lioness Arising. And she had a dream or it was a vision that God gave her concerning the lioness. And you'll read it in here. And I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to take away from the dream that Vora had and that we talked about. Amen. But when I was reading through this, I I already have it highlighted, underlined. I got pages like, you know, that are bent over and and things like this. And I just thought, girls, you got to dig into this because, man, I'll tell you something. It is really, really good. Guys, you got to dig into it. She has conferences all around the world, and it's not just for women. It's men and women. I was really surprised. I was watching one of her her, uh, conferences, and I was surprised at how many women were there. And just it seemed like there were more men in her meeting. And I just thought, you know why? Because we're getting to the place. The church is maturing to get to the place that there is neither male nor female. Amen? We got to separate it, church. Because when God called, when he made Adam, he already put Eve inside of him. And he took Eve out of him and fashioned her and formed her for Adam. And when he woke Adam up out of that deep sleep, he said, now this is your help mate. The one I put alongside to help you. Not to be your underdog. Not to be just your servant. This is your partner in life. In other words, both of you together, say together, can get the job done. When you're not together, you're going to feel it. You're not getting the job done. God's a visionary. He gives a vision to everybody. Say he gives a vision to me. Are you sure? Do you have a vision? Do you have a vision? Has there been some type of, 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 
distraction that has tried to put your, or discouragement or being disillusioned to try to put out that vision and you can hardly see it anymore. And I believe today that God wants to wake up the vision and the lioness inside of every one of us. Amen. This is happy Mother's Day, but it's for us all. Thank God for mothers. If mothers weren't here, there'd be nothing else here. You know, you just wouldn't be here. But see, there's a, a, a husband and wife need each other. And I'm not going to say it, and I'm not going into, like, the, but it's for procreation. And God gave that power in our body. And it's sacred, everybody. And the fruit of the womb is blessed. Amen. The fruit of the womb is, a, is blessed. To who? Just the mother? No, to the father, too. And fathers need to start rising up and to see that they are Their children are a blessing to them. Amen. And the responsibility that we have as men and fathers to be with our children, to speak into their lives in a positive way, to bring honor. Listen, one of the greatest things that I'm seeing in the church, in the world is the disrespect, and you've heard me say this over and over again, and the dishonor from children to the parents. And fathers are not supporting it. So you see a lot of children disrespecting the mother because they're getting away with it. And that lion's roar. And I'll tell you something. The more I've been studying the scriptures... God has a lot to say about honoring your father and your mother. And I am one, if I hear one of our kids, even in this church, speak disrespectfully to any of you guys, I will say something to them. You don't talk to your mother that way, do you? You don't speak to your father that way, do you? Somebody has to say something. And if you brought them here in this spiritual house, we're spiritual dad and mom. Amen? Amen. Any church that you go to. And I so believe in it. And I was talking to my husband about this because my mom and dad, I'll tell you something. You you want to know what happened to me one time? My mother had this way of putting the spouses down and in front of Like, in front of me, my mother would put my husband down and kind of make fun of him and say things to him. And she did this with all of them. And it only went on for so long. And what? It only went on for so long. And something rose up inside of me after I got born again. I was probably agreeing with her before I was born again. Like, yeah, you, you, yeah, tell mom, you know, bam, 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 doo, 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 you know. No, I'm only kidding. No, I had something inside of me. But I'll tell you where I learned it. I learned it from my mom and dad. Even though it was being misused, but there was something that was still put inside of me. And God, when he came in, redeemed it to righteousness. 
Okay? So my mom used to call my husband John the Baptist because his hair was long, and she didn't like it, and he had this scrawny beard. Couldn't really grow a beard right back then because we were like 20, 21. He tried started at 19 or 18, and it was thin, Joshua, and all this. And so and I'm saying that for a reason. So anyway... We had all our kids. Everybody was up at my parents' house for dinner and everything. And my mom kept going and saying, making digs. And that was it. And I just said, Mom, please stop, call- stop calling Ray that. I said, that's my husband. And I, and I just went on to say some other things. And my mother snapped at me. I'm telling you, it was like, Shh. And my father stood up from the chair And he said, Carol, Ray, get your kids. It's time to leave. I was crushed. I was so crushed because I thought, I'm defending my husband. Like, which was right. I was right. I was right. And my dad, if he really heard it or saw it, He would agree, but you know what he didn't agree with? With the way I came back at my mom. And I learned this, even right or wrong, there has to be respect. The approach maybe could have been different. I wasn't nasty. I wasn't ugly. But I was was taking a stand. But there could have been another approach with wisdom. Got it? So listen, everybody. If you're a parent and you don't want anybody to correct your child if they're being disrespectful or if they're bullying somebody else, then you're going to have to say something. But I think as a group, we have to support each other. There's so many times. uh, I'm not going to go there. Okay, don't go there. Thank you, Lord. Okay. But we got to support one another. Uh, I, I'm going to bunny shot. It's not bunny trails. It's, it's a Holy Ghost trails. Okay. Let's not call them bunny trails. Holy Ghost trails. Um, a lioness. Once a lion and a lioness, they mate. The lioness has cubs. The lion goes off somewhere, laying around, sleeping in the sun. Yeah. La-dee-da. You know, waiting for the meal to come. The lioness goes out and hunts. Lioness goes out and hunts, brings the prey in for the lion. And so the lion can eat. She can eat. Just like Proverbs where they prepare the meals. They're up early preparing the meal. But here is, <laughs> here is that lion. There's an instinct inside of the lioness that when she gives birth to her cubs, she has to protect them because the lion's not going to.
A lioness protects her cubs. She has to feed her cubs. She has to hunt. What a lioness usually does is joins another group of lioness. They all had just had their cubs. Okay, there's mating time. They all had their cubs. And it's called the pride. A lioness is never, if she is by herself, she's easy pickings, okay? Her cubs are easy pickings for hyenas and different predators to come at. If it's going after one, that lioness cannot go after all of them. The roar of the lioness doesn't mean a whole lot. Except if it's a single roar, I did my research, that single roar might entice a lion out there that, that when they hear the single roar, that that lion thinks he, the female is waiting for that lion to come to mate with her when the lioness is and it's roaring at the predator. And so this lion comes and all of a sudden... He's kind of stirred, you know, at nature. And he wants to mate with that lioness. And what he will do is kill the cubs. So the lioness won't have any more cubs. And there's something within that lioness that she has to replace those cubs. So what the lioness does, now you remember this, there's only one lion of Judah. Let's go over to the spiritual aspect and look at it. And he is our protector. He will never harm us. He destroyed the works of the enemy so that we can walk as a lioness in this earth. Amen? And that lioness joins another group of lioness that have cubs. And they know their own cubs and they protect the whole of those cubs. So their first distinct characteristic as a lioness is to protect. Amen? Then they hunt. But when they go, they all hunt together. And if there are hyenas, which are very... Um, um, present, yeah, for who? Aggressive and present. Because they're looking to see if the lioness, if it's just one, because then it's easy pickings for them. But see, when there's a group together, the lioness, all, if it's usually, it's like three group, three in a group, two, Three, three is wonderful, called the pride. This is the pride. Those lioness, they just strut. If you watch the lioness, the muscle, the, how they, and just watching the coating of their fur and how it moves and the muscle, and it's beautiful. And I can't imagine when we see, when I was in worship today out of nowheres, I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't thinking that I want to see the Lion of Judah. All of a sudden, I saw the Lion of Judah. I saw a lion in worship 
with my eyes closed, inwardly. And I got chills all over me. And I just thought, how stately. How magnificent. And see, God created us to be beautiful lioness. You're a beautiful lioness. See, you have to look at your inward beauty. Because when you look at the inward beauty of who you have been created to be, you'll radiate that beauty on the outside if you're not refusing it. Amen? And what I saw, I'm not even sticking to my notes, so I'm just pulling out what I believe God was giving me, and I'm just kind of highlighting on it. But what I believe is this, is that lioness need to be together. There's strength in being together. We pull from one another, all of us. We protect. We hunt together. In other words, we take authority over those things that are harassing us. We care for one another. We hear what this one is saying. We hear that, the, 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 I don't know where I'm getting this word, despondency that's in the children. The warring that they're going through. And so we just all gather together. And we start to smell and hunt against the predator that's trying, that would want to come and try and destroy our children. But we're not going to let them, are we? No, not at all. Not at all. Can't afford it. Even if you think the enemy has taken your child out, let me tell you something. God has something different to say about it. I've been there. We've been there. And I know what it is if you cowered and sit back and wallow in the hurt and the disappointments. I know what that is too. It only has to be a brief moment, but it comes. And what do you do with it then? You know, I, I am like this, everybody. And I, I'm, sure you, I'm sure by now, you, I hope you know this about me. I care about your children. I really do. I pray for them. At different times when God drops them on my heart. And I pray for them. Say pray for them. I hope you pray for me and my children. Amen. But I. I am one that if somebody comes up to me and starts telling me. Now if they're a type of person where they just. Whine. In the problem, there's a whining in it, and they never seem to overcome the whining, you know. Then you have to get a hold of the person and say, listen, what is your authority? Shake it off. Don't let them say this. Don't let them do this. Close the door. Draw the lines. Know who their friends are. 
cut friends off if they don't know how to cut friends off. I did that. I don't know about you guys, but I sure did it. Cut them off. You cut the friends off. I'm talking to all of us now because I just heard what he just said. And I heard the Holy Ghost in it. If you have friends that are going to bring you down and not a part of the lifestyle that God wants you to walk in and you're hanging out with them, cut it off. But you have to protect your children. And maybe you haven't done this. You can go before God. And you can ask God for wisdom on how to turn it around. Amen. But let me ask you a question. If you're really going through something, wouldn't you want to walk up to another lioness and be able to share what's going on with your cubs and them not starting to give you um, the, what's the word I want to use? I want to say the Bible answer, like Bible thump you. Well, you know what the word says? It says this, that, that, that. I want to hear. I want to be able to share what I'm really going through, what I'm facing. But I don't want to stay there. Do you hear that? Because that's not me. I have a lioness roaring here. We were up at Toronto. And it was um, Bonnie Chavda. It was her meeting. And it was for women only and for women in the ministry. It was for women in the ministry only. And we went off into this other building. And she talked about the roar of the lion that God wants to put the roar of the lion. Marlene, were you there? Were you next to me? I don't know. Yeah, the roar of the lion. And I'm telling you, the more she spoke and she paced and her hair was long. And the more she paced, she looked like a lioness going back and forth. And just the word that was coming out of her. And it was anointed and it was electrifying. It was like, man, whatever wasn't in there was being put in. And whatever had to get changed was being changed. And whatever is in there that didn't need to be in there was being pushed out. Amen. And so what I'm trying to do right now is stir up something inside of you. Can anybody tell me what it is? There's a sound. A roar. The roar. And Bonnie started praying. We were standing. We were standing up front. She wanted us to come up front. We were all standing. It was a long line. I don't know how many were. I don't know. I was caught in the spirit. I was just yielding to what she was saying because everything was bearing witness with me and the anointing was so strong on her message. And I stood up there and she began to pace on that platform. Do you remember that, Marlene? Back and forth in that platform. And she started roaring. Roaring. I can't even do it. But I pictured her as a lioness. My eyes were closed. 
And she had a roar that only the Holy Ghost could give you because it sounded like a lioness in my ears and in my spirit. And everything inside of me was vibrating because of the sound of that roar. And it was fierce, everybody. Say fierce. And God wants to awaken the lioness and the roar. And I know to this day, I didn't even open my eyes. I don't know if she came over the, oh, if she was still on the platform, like, like this. See, I mean, she's pacing back and forth. And it's probably this height. I don't know if she stood there. I just went down under the power of God. Nobody laid hands on me. People were dropping, weren't they, Marlene? All over the place, women were. And I believe because of the sound, I heard her standing over me. I started to roar. I can't even get it out how it was happening. It was this roar, this volume that was so deep down inside of me. It wasn't a groaning. It was a roar. And she stood there and roared. And the more she roared, something started to change and shift on the inside of me and something started to be deposited on the inside of me and the glory of God and the glory of the manifestation of the roar started to take place and transform something that I needed in me. I know. Thank you. We need to start standing up, church. All of us. We say this over and over. But I'm going to tell you something. Nobody can take you by your hand and make you do this. You've got to stand up yes. as an individual lioness and roar. And roar. And roar. And be a voice. And I'm not saying just at the enemy. But there's an enemy that's trying to take your children out in schools. Maybe they graduated. Maybe they're involved in doing stuff that they shouldn't be. That's where you go to prayer. But in school, there were things that happened to my own kids. And this lioness did not back down. I didn't back down. Say, I didn't back down. I heard things. When Vincey was staying with us, he brought home a book. And he showed me it's summer reading. And it was all about sex, masturbation, homosexuality, all promoting it. Vincey came down and said, Mama, I can't read this. I said, let me see it. You know where I was? The school was done. They already ended school into summer vacation time. I called the school and I said, I am coming. This is Mrs. Shannon, blah, blah, blah. I am coming to the school. I need to talk to one of the student counselors. I went there right away. I didn't drag my feet. 
oh, well, maybe. And, and then they're saying, oh, no, don't go, don't go. You know, I'll get in bed. Nuh-uh. Because it just isn't my child. It's others that are reading this too. And it's changing the whole framework or the whole landscape of morality in our country. See, there has to be the roar of the lioness to protect. And when I went and I opened, I said, do you know what this book is about? And they said, well, it's summer reading. We have a whole list of other books. Would you like? They said, no, let me read this to you. And I said, would you want your son or daughter reading this to teach him how to do all these things? I said, this is disgraceful. And then I, re- I heard Lisa Bevere, I didn't know this, in the school policy, that book is not supposed to be there. That book can be removed from any school. So pass that on, because it's still there. When a teacher would use a name to tear one of my sons down in a derogatory way, I was there. And if I didn't get anywhere with the teacher, I went to the principal. Not in a vicious, mean way, but this needs to get tweaked here because I'm not speaking these kind of words to my children and I will not allow anybody else to try to fashion them, form them into saying something into something in front of a whole room of classmates. I think they call that bullying today. I call it destructive. There's things, everybody... We're so involved in our complacency. Complacency doesn't roar, Bob. It doesn't roar. It snoozes. Fear gets entangled in complacency also. Laziness gets involved in complacency. It's all interwoven in there. It actually feels like, and if you keep living in that lifestyle, a spirit can attach itself to it. Understand what I'm saying. Did anybody feel like I have this unnatural tiredness and I know I want to break out of it and I can't? And everything inside of you says I got to break this off? Listen, you've been complacent so long. The church has. That it's, it's, it's absolutely getting targeted by the enemy because there's no roar. There's no, there's no authority. When we were singing that song, when you walk into the room, and there was something else in that, in the words in it. I, I was on my knees, and I could feel the presence of the Lord. That's why I was saying, I know his weightiness is here, but I also... 
I also discern there's something else here. See, the line of Judah was here. But there's something off that was trying to hinder our extravagant worship with the King of Kings. Church, I'm telling you, if you're out late on Saturday nights and having fun, you can't set yourself apart and coming here on Sunday mornings and tired and trying to fight through the tiredness, please wake up. We are living in a day that is so incredibly serious, but it's going to be so incredibly electrifying in the glorious presence of God. And God is trying to wake up the church and equip the church. And we have another enemy off. This has nothing to do with the message. But you'll hear me say it over and over and over and over and over again. Till there's a sound that's going to come back from you guys that says, Amen. And I can see and spiritually discern that you guys are connecting with this. But this is it. There is an enemy. And I've talked to other um, colleagues and friends. And even when Barbara Jordan who doesn't have the ability to go to church because she's so frail and so weak. But she questioned us about it. Who sat under mom Goodwin and dad Goodwin. They were their spiritual kids. She said, what are they teaching in churches today? These, what do they call them? These, these churches that are rising up and growing Real fast, real big ones. We said seeker-friendly churches. She said, yes. They're not teaching them what we were taught. There's an enemy against the word of God to remove the authority and the power that belongs to us out of the word of God and to permit them to live this kind of free lifestyle that the world is bringing them into. Many churches are filled with people. Do you know what somebody said to me recently? Who is a born-again believer now? Okay, and sees it. But she said, I didn't know that it was wrong for a boyfriend and girlfriend to live together. She didn't know it. Do you know how many churches are filled with this? Teach your children while they're young. Put the word in them. Teach them what true godly sexes teach them to be proud to be a man teach them to be proud to be a woman churches are filled right now with people that are living together and sleeping together and there's no sacrament of matrimony 
because we're not addressing it. See, the word of God has a roar in it. It's fierce. He himself wants to protect every one of us. He wants to protect every one of us. And I'll say this over and over and over again. If you're not in the word, you're at a deficit. And your children are going to be persuading you what is right. And what is relevant. Dishonoring your mom and dad. Talking disrespectfully to them is sin. In the Old Testament. And listen, it's no different in the old than where we are today. Except there was the Lamb of God who came and was the perfect sacrifice for our sins. So we didn't have to face the consequences of it. We could ask for forgiveness and repent of it. But they would take that child out of the camp and stone them to death. Do you understand that? And it's very hard for us today to raise the bar, everybody. And I just go, why? I will support anybody that wants to raise that bar. I will get behind you. I will encourage you. I will pray with you. We will speak to your children concerning it. We will counsel them. Not in an ugly way. But to get them to understand and to see what is the world and what is the kingdom of God. What does God say about this? What are you going to face one day? What goes around comes around. Isn't that how it's, how it's said? Right? What goes around comes around. What time is it? 1230? Okay. I... Not even on my message. I'm, I'm on target. Am I on target, guys? Thank you. Thank you. That makes me want to cry. You know why? We see the condition of the church. And we got to wake up, everybody. We need each other. Some of you are really hurting. I can feel it. I see it. I watch. God gives us spirit eyes to know your congregation too. We can't do this alone. We can't do it apart from each other. We need to be able to talk to one another and share it all and have an ear to really listen. I've said this over and over again in this congregation. If I can talk to Jesus about it, how come I can't talk to you about it without getting Bible thumped with scriptures? There's real stuff. I'm not going to wallow in wine with somebody. But we need to talk and hear And then go to God for the answer. You know what I'm doing a lot? Let's pray. They'll say, could you pray for me? Yes, I'm going to pray right now. And while I'm praying, I'm praying the answer. I'm praying the word. 
We went up to see Dennis up in the hospital. Was it every every night? Wednesday, Friday, Friday night we were there. Yesterday he was let go. Yeah. I understand. Listen, everybody. The condition of people coming into the church is, what do I want to say, Lord? I don't even have the words. I even prayed this morning when I was getting done. Lord, stretch my dictionary. All I can say is, it's, 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 it's needy. It's sad. It's painful. The things that people are coming in, the lifestyles, uh, uh, the, the different things. And I, I, listen, you've got to know me on this too. I don't look at the lifestyles and ever put the person down for the lifestyle they were in. Never. But I would have a hard time with somebody that knows better, has been sitting under the word, and choose to live in that lifestyle. Like, come on, bud. We got to get together and we got to talk. No, it's not that. It's we got to talk. And the Bible, if we're going to be obedient to the Bible, the word tells us all to go to that one in the spirit of meekness. Now, meekness doesn't mean, oh, oh I, I, gotta, I have to talk to you. Um, I'm really sorry, and um, uh, God showed me, and, um, um, and um, I, 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 no, that's, that's, not, that's, that's not meekness. That's weakness. Meekness has a thing inside of it where it's, it's, like, it's like mercy. I see what's going on. And I'm going to minister and reach out to you so you stop stumbling. Because I love you because if you keep stumbling, you might not make it into the kingdom of God if you keep going this way. Amen? Can I read something to you? We're going to close, okay? Real quick. Can I get this out? Because I did write it down. Don't be ashamed of your parents. Don't be ashamed of being a mother. Don't be ashamed of being a father. Be who God called you to be. Don't be ashamed of it. And if you've got cubs that are trying to roar louder than you, you better get a hold of them and yank them real quick. Amen. And set the boundary for them. But Ezekiel 19 verse 2 it says what? A lioness was your mother among the lions? Guess who carried that lion? The lioness. She played down among the young lions and reared her cubs. 
Numbers 23, 24. These people rise up like a lioness. This is concerning the nation of Israel. And Balaam spoke this out. These people rise up like a lioness, like a majestic lion. They stand. We are engrafted into Israel. Amen. We are lioness that need to roar. And our lion of Judah stands before us. Amen. Amen. And I want to walk side by side with him. I don't know about you guys. And if you write books or do anything, man, you can create something that would just be absolutely wonderful with this. There is nothing more dangerous. Listen, everybody. Ask the Lord for the roar. Get the roar back in you. There is nothing more dangerous than being in the presence of lions when they are fully awake. See, God's trying to wake us up. And I'm going to say this to you again and again till we finally get to the place to mature in this. Monday night is prayer. Wednesday night is, is our midweek service, okay, our refueling service. Hardly anybody comes out to the refueling service. We, when we encourage everybody, we'll see a response and it dies off the following week. And that says to me that we're only listening to Pastor Ray and Carol, but we don't hear the spirit of God and what he's saying. Do not forsake the assembling together. As is the habit of some. Even as that day approaches, what day? All the more. more. And we are in the all the more right now, church. And this is what I see. It's not for us to keep teaching, preaching, everything else. We want to see others being able to do that. But you know what? We look for the faithfulness and everything else, the character that God is building and everything inside of people. But you know what? We need each other. I was talking to a brother who also was under Mom Goodwin this week, called me for some advice and needed some counsel on something. And I said, and he said to, I was, I was saying to him, I just lost my thought. I was saying to him how we needed each other. We cannot, I don't care. There's a remnant, church. There's a remnant that God is waking up throughout the earth. And this remnant is standing. And they're standing together. Oh, that's what it was. Thank you, Lord. When we were, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is something. And I just talked to, I forget who it was on the phone. But I was just saying that, that teaching is hardly taught. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes. That teaching is hardly taught in churches to be filled with the power of God, to be the effective witness. Jesus said, I have to go so the Holy Ghost could come. He knew that the Holy Spirit, they were already sealed into salvation when he breathed on them in John 20. But he said, there's one more. There's another thing you have to do. Because I needed it as a man on the earth here. I was filled with the Holy Ghost when I came up from the waters of baptism of righteousness. 
Then the Holy Ghost came upon him and he was baptized, immersed in the Holy Ghost with fire. And John said this, he said, I'll baptize you in water, but there is one that's coming. And I'm saying this for a reason, because if you are not full of the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues, taking authority over things, moving in the power of God, your children won't either. And you're raising children that don't have a clue and are powerless. And we can't afford to have our little cubs powerless in this day, in this age. Do you hear what I'm saying? So I'm going to finish with this and then something Winston Churchill said. It was so important to Jesus. We all love Jesus, right? But it was so important to Jesus. I must go. But you go and wait in the upper room. And when they went to wait in the upper room, guess what happened in those 10 days that they were together? They were unified. 120 up there. Can you imagine trying to get 120 people and get them of one accord? And it wasn't for a split second. There was a working of the Holy Ghost, of Jesus himself breathing on them to get them to be of a place, to be of one accord. Didn't mean that they didn't have differences. Everybody has differences, but they weren't the differences that keep us apart. They knew they were waiting. They didn't know what they were waiting for. We know what they were waiting for. Now everybody goes, oh, I don't know if that was God. And I don't know if I want to do that. And I don't know. And I go, oh, my God. Did you know you had to get saved to escape the fires of hell? Yes. So you receive Christ to what? Escape the fires of hell and be forgiven. And that you're eternally with him. And his love and everything. And then here we are because we know. Listen, if God says to all of us, listen, Pastor Ray, I want you to tell the people to come together every single day or every single night for 120 days. And we come and we don't know. We can't work up anything. We're here. We're waiting. What are we waiting for? Do you see where they were? What are we waiting for? What are we looking for? The promise. But we don't know what it looks like. We don't know what it sounds like. We don't know any of that. But because it's written in the black and white, we know what it says, but we've not yet experienced it. I still believe today when we have to try to force somebody to speak in tongues, I just go, stop. That's a language of the Holy Ghost. There's a power in the baptism that we need today, and it's not being taught. Do you know what that's like, Den? 
Can you imagine sending your guys out on a job and they don't have a clue of what to do? Do you know in the baptism of, a ho- of the Holy Ghost, there was a clue because there was a spontaneous reaction. Peter stepped out and preached the gospel on fire. Something happens, and I'm telling you, church, we've got to vocalize it more. i got to end. Okay, I could go on. I love you guys so much. I love you. I really, I really, really do. I wish the church was full of people like you and the way you are right now. I can feel the attentiveness. I can feel, I want this. I hear it. I see it, Lord. I can feel it in my spirit. And if we keep this and maintain it and protect it as lioness, we can soar, church. We can soar in the spirit together. I'm telling you, God wants to rock your world. If we're complaining about our world, stop it. Let God get in there and rock your world. Because he will. There's nothing I read that about. There's nothing more dangerous than being in the presence of lions when they are fully awake. You will never be free when you live within your self-contained walls. So don't isolate yourself. Amen? We need each other. We are designed for triumph. Say triumph. triumph. Victories. Victory. And signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. These signs will follow. And the Lord said, and I will be with you all the days. Always. 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 And signs and wonders will follow. Follow. Winston Churchill said, you know, I'm closing. You can stand. No, don't stand. Stand. I just want to see if this works. Stand. Okay. (laughs) I'm just getting you to stretch a little bit. I'm going to have you sit, but I want you to listen to this. Winston Churchill said, the man who was in office that everybody put down and fought against him. Prime Minister of England. They didn't like him. He was blunt, direct, just like our president. But one thing I know that God's put in him, he's got a holy roar. And he is protecting our country. When I look at the Democratic Party, and I will call it for what it is, and there's some in the Republican Party too that don't want to protect our country, shame on them, ship them out of the country if they don't want to do it. They're traitors. They have no right to be in a place of government. I absolutely mean that. I've been praying God shut their mouths. Expose them. 
You said you were sick and tired of this. You're done with this. I forget how the Lord said it. And he's going to move swiftly. Well, behind the scenes, I believe God is moving swiftly. And there are going to be things and embarrassing things that are going to come on the Democratic Party and those that have been involved in things in secret. You know why? Because there's a lion of Judah that is roaring at the enemy. And he's roaring through every one of us. I'm not afraid to say it. And I will say it to others. Not, not fighting, but I will say it to others. You know what I'm saying? I will say it. Winston Churchill said, I am not the lion, but it fell to me. That's how he said it. It fell to me to give the lion's roar. I'm not Jesus. You're not Jesus. But it fell to us to give the lion's roar. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I wish I wish I could. I wish I that that roar was like it was so majestic. It was so powerful. Do you know every time that Bonnie was roaring? I felt like my hair was going like this or something. It just felt like I'm going to explode. I'm going to explode till we started roaring back. We had to roar. It was holy. Okay. So, praise God. So, moms. Oh. Praise God. How about? I'm not going to pray for you today. Okay? Because I know we went over time. And I know a lot of you, you might have lunch, brunch, whatever. This book that you're going to receive, please, I beg of you to read it, underline it. We are going to get together in a small Bible study group and go through each chapter together. Okay? We might not start this to July because I got things going, so it's going to give you time to read it. But you will absolutely be encouraged. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. And you know what? When we saw it, I said, "Hun, it was so amazing because I just looked how God just ordered this, this setting for today. And I did get in touch with, by email, Vora and Seth to let them know that on our way home, God spoke to me and said, that is the message for Mother's Day. Not knowing that Lisa Bevere wrote this book. And when I got it, I was just so, so stoked. Roar. Hon, can you come up and close? Can you come up? Yeah, you know what? I'll be honest with you guys. I am totally bored. I am totally bored. Hallelujah. Aren't I, hon? Right now? Uh, Semi. Said, not totally. Almost Totally. I am so, I, mean, okay, I'm not I, said, I am so bored. <laughs> I am so I am so bored because we're not I'm, we're not doing we're not doing stuff. I'm a visionary. I'm a visionary. And it's like I trust to see the the kingdom I advancing. I wanna, I wanna lives see being changed, disciples being made. Winning souls, discipling them, fellowshipping getting, with each other. Getting dirty being with them. And and you guys 
come in and run and say, what do I do about this? You know, what do, how, what do I do about this problem? What do I do? This person just shared this with me. And what do I do? And, and just like all that kind of stuff and helping you guys and getting, because the word, I, I want us to thrive. I want to see. Amen. We want to thrive. You know why? Because I believe in the greater one that's in you. And I'm going to zip it. Okay. I'm done. Praise God. Hope you are blessed today. Let's go thank him. Father, we give you praise. And honey, thank you. What a rich (laughs) deposit. Praise God. We give you praise and we give you honor and glory. And Lord, for the women directly for Mother's Day, lioness arise in the mighty name of Jesus. But, Lord, as Carol had said, that there is neither male nor female in Christ, but, Lord, that we are the bride of Christ. Lion, arise in each one of us. Lioness, arise in the men as well. That that lion, and just as Carol had ministered from Winston Churchill, I'm not the lion, but he, it's been left to it me to do. It seems it fell on me. It seemed to have fallen on me to give the lion's roar. So because of you, Jesus, we are able, as you are, so are we in the world. And we take this message. God, let it burn on the inside of us. Holy Spirit, keep it ever stirring on the inside of us, please. Oh, glory to God. That from this day forward, that it'll be a notable day in the history of this church Mother's Day 2019, that we were equipped and empowered to take it to the next level. In Jesus' name, amen.